The following Bible study tract is entitled, What About Those Fallen Asleep in Christ? by L. L. Christensen. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13 we find, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. What hope did the Apostle Paul have in mind? How important is that hope that some do not have? Will some have eternal life? Those asleep in Christ, if that hope is never fulfilled? Paul explains that hope in very clear language in that same chapter. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's 1 Thessalonians 4.16. In Acts 25, we read that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Furthermore, reading in 1 Corinthians 15, we note, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised incorruptible. It is then, at that time, at the resurrection, that, quote, this mortal shall have put on immortality, and, quote, death is swallowed up in victory. Paul wrote much about this subject in 1 Corinthians 15. He mentioned that over 500 had seen Christ after his resurrection, but some are fallen asleep. The margin says, have died. When Lazarus died, in John 11, Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Moments later, he explained, Lazarus is dead. In this case, sleep and death are equal. Do we realize that, quote, It is appointed unto men once to die? Hebrews 9.27 And that, quote, Death passed upon all men. Romans 5.12, and that, quote, man dieth and wasteth away, Job 14.10. This poses a question for some. Didn't the Master say that those who believe in him shall never die? What did he mean? Didn't Lazarus, a believer, die? Didn't the 500 mentioned above die? Doesn't death require a resurrection in order to live again? In considering the question at hand, we must not in any way deny, contradict, or cover up any scripture already quoted. It is a fact that man is mortal and therefore is subject to death. As we all see, when man sinned in the Garden of Eden, God prevented him from eating of the tree of life in Genesis 3, so he wouldn't live forever in the flesh. Adam and Eve had been warned that sin would bring death. Quote, For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Genesis 3.19
Adam lived 930 years, and he died. Question. Didn't Adam's soul go to heaven or paradise and live on? The Bible is totally silent about Adam's soul going anyplace, except to say that when he was created, he, the man himself, became a living soul. Nothing is said about a soul being put inside Adam. The breath of God caused Adam to, quote, become a living soul. It doesn't say immortal soul any place in the Bible. In God's word, we read that, quote, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's Ezekiel 18, verses 4 and 20. Learning more, we read, Revelation 2, 11, that, quote, he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death, which is explained to be the lake of fire in Revelation 20, 14. Therefore, those who believe in Christ will not experience the second death, but they do fall asleep in Christ. For, quote, in Adam all die. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. Jesus called this cessation of life both sleep and death. Read chapter 11 of John carefully. Paul harmonized with our Savior on this point, as also on all other points. David, in Psalm 146, speaks of mortal man. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Solomon wrote, For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Also, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. Ecclesiastes 9, 5, and 10. Peter wrote, For David is not ascended into the heavens. That's Acts 2.34. Likely, Peter had read David's words in Psalm 49.15, quote, But God shall redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. When? Quote, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such... The second death hath no power. Revelation 26. Job knew he was going to die. He knew where he would be then. Quote, Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Where would he wait? If I wait, the grave is mine house. I have made my bed in the darkness. However, he did have hope. Quote, Thou shalt call, and I will answer thee. When the resurrection takes place. Returning to John 11, Jesus said to Martha, Thy brother shall rise again. Did she think Lazarus had gone to heaven? 
Please notice where her hope was. Quote, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Apparently, she didn't have the more modern idea that her brother had gone somewhere to paradise or glory land and therefore didn't need any resurrection. Jesus had said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Earlier in John 5, he said, All that are in the graves shall come forth, some unto everlasting life, some to damnation. See verses 28 and 29. You and I would want to have a part in the first resurrection. Please notice Paul's hope and joy in 1 Thessalonians 2.19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye, meaning the Thessalonians, in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ? When? At his coming. Read that again. Paul's hope of seeing those saints in the presence of our Lord was when Christ returned. For it is then that the resurrection takes place, and the saved are in the presence of the Lord. Quote, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Quote, they that are Christ's at his coming. Paul makes it very clear in 1 Corinthians 15 that the resurrection is altogether important. It is a must, for without it there is no hope. Verses 12 to 23. As is revealed, our resurrection depends on the resurrection of Christ. And since he did resurrect, so likewise will the faithful and holy saints. But, quote, If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. End quote. The next verse is very important. Quote, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. End quote. That is, if there is no resurrection. Thus it is seen that life beyond the grave depends on a resurrection, not on any immortal soul. Man cannot bypass the resurrection and go straight to glory before Christ returns to raise the dead. Some may ask, doesn't the Spirit return to God who gave it? The reply, we dare not interpret the fact so as to upset, contradict, or set aside the much scripture already given and ignore it as meaningless. The power to live, to be conscious, in the beginning depended on God breathing into Adam the breath of life. Nothing is said about that breath of life as being a conscious entity or spirit before it entered into Adam's body. All life is not conscious life. God help us all to be ready to meet the Lord when he returns. Personally signed by L.L. Christensen. And we do thank you for listening today. 
More information can be found on WCLG7.com.